Hello, my friend. Welcome to today's podcast episode. We're doing a girl chat. I hope you guys had an amazing week and weekend whenever you are listening to this. I am recording this at the time of post-Easter. So I'm coming off of my girls' trip, family time, Easter weekend, and I just wanted to do a little bit of a life update and share some things with you guys. As always, you love these episodes and I absolutely love recording them, so I am excited to share this with you and I want to just recap my Florida trip. My Florida trip with my um, somebody that I love, admire, adore. She's a really great friend, an absolutely amazing human, somebody I respect so much when it comes to business and life and resiliency. I was so honored to go to Miami to be a part of the Unruly Entrepreneur Retreat where Andrea Crowder brought in her all of us who help and support her in her business, and we got spoiled AF. So <laughs> I went Friday, I arrived Friday afternoon, and I left Sunday evening, so it was a quick, quick trip, but it was absolutely incredible, and I don't think she listens to the podcast, but like, thank you so much, Andrea. It's, it's just so needed for me, and um, I'm new to editing her podcast and new to working with all of the ladies in the unruly team and it was just so it was just such an honor to be included I think I said thank you a gazillion million times because I was so grateful I I really find so much self-confidence in solo travel prior to having kids I traveled a lot solo for various work events but after becoming a mom, I have not traveled hardly at all. Um, if I did travel, it was one time with my husband. I was either driving distance away from the kids or something like that. But I, I was nervous about solo travel this last weekend. And coming off of it, I'm like, why was I so nervous? Because I am a smart woman. I can figure things out if something comes along. When it came to various um various things to figure out I was able and capable of figuring them out on my own and it was really great we got to have a lot of really great food got to be in the sunshine she rented a yacht for us spoiled us with some new sunglasses and a blowout and just Amazing, 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 a beautiful balance of doing things, but also a lot of time to sit and chat with the ladies and the things that are going to be up and coming for the Unruly brand, for Andrea herself, the speaking opportunities, the growth she's having on her podcast. Like it all is just skyrocketing from here. And it was just really cool to be around. Um, to be around everyone and to be around her, just putting yourself in that circle and being around people who inspire you, people who are encouraging, people who are loving and accepting and have walked so many different paths in life, pers like persevered through so many different things. Like the ladies I was with absolutely inspired me in so many ways with their strength, their resiliency, their vulnerability, their talents. 
their talents. I was just like being around that type of group was just so healing for me in so many ways that I can't even can't even describe that. I probably should sit down and journal about it. But something funny on the trip that I wanted to talk about was I was watching a movie on the screen and because I flew Delta, um, Delta is my favorite to fly. I will not. I Well, I shouldn't say that because I don't always fly Delta, but if it is my choice, I will fly Delta because I absolutely love them. There was a couple hiccups in travel plans, and because I was using the app, it was like, wham, bam, thank you. Okay, well, this flight was delayed, so we just changed this thing around for you, and I was like, um, that was amazing. I absolutely love that, um, but I watched the new Julia Roberts and um, what's his name? George Clooney movie. I'm pulling up the the name of it right now hi Bryce just came in I've got him home with me today but it was called Ticket to Paradise so Ticket to Paradise Julia Roberts George Clooney it was such a great movie I won't spoil anything about the movie but you know how in movies at the end especially like rom-coms there's the bloopers that's sometimes my favorite part of the movie and in the Ticket to Paradise movie, there was the scene at the end in the bloopers. And the scene was Julia Roberts, George Clooney, their exes, right? And they happened to randomly get placed on a plane next to each other in first class and the stewardess is bringing them champagne. And it was a scene that they had to do multiple times. So imagine George Clooney, Julia Roberts, flight attendant bringing them champagne and they redid the scene a couple times and on the last take of it from this bloopers edition was the flight attendant like the champagne flew off of the tray and landed on George Clooney so he was then doused in champagne and they were kind of laughing about it and Julia Roberts goes something to the effects is obviously not the exact quotes of it but she's like oh don't worry it's just George Clooney we can get another one and then he said yeah 1-800 Brad Pitt and it was so funny to me because the way Julia like this the girl the poor actress who was playing the flight attendant probably just felt like could you imagine being in a scene with George Clooney and stumbling so bad that the tray of champagne flew onto him. Like I felt so embarrassed for that poor girl. And then Julia Roberts is like, probably saw her embarrassment and was like, oh no, honey, don't worry. It's just George Clooney. We can get another one. And then George Clooney being like, yeah, 1-800 Brad Pitt. And I was just laughing so hard at the bloopers at the end of that movie, but it was, it was a cute, cute, cute movie. So if you're wanting to watch like just a sweet, like rom-com type of movie, highly recommend that, what was it called? Ticket to Paradise with George Clooney and Julia Roberts. Sean and I also this weekend watched the Murder Mystery 2 new movie that is on Netflix with, Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler. Now, we hadn't watched the first murder mystery, but we saw that it was number one on Netflix this weekend, so we decided to watch it, and we thought it was pretty okay. Like, it was enjoyable. I liked Ticket to Paradise better, but it was kind of like, 
satire funny was it satire I don't really know but some of the humor was just like oh my god that is just so cheesy and unrealistic type of comedy that it it was enjoyable to watch so it's been kind of fun um, watching those movies I read so many books this first quarter of the year but I really think I'm going to not read as many romance novels in the second quarter of the year. I don't really know why. I mean, if you look on my Instagram, I have a book review highlight bubble and I had all of the, it starts with the books from 2022 and then I go into the books from this year and I read four books in January. I read five books in February and then I read seven books in March and my March reads were very good, you guys very good very romance very steamy very 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 good so if you're wanting to get into reading I would recommend Right Man Right Time by Megan Quinn she is a great author Mile High and The Right Move by oh I can't see but if you go to my highlight you'll see it Mile High was really really good and then The Right Move was is the second book in the series can't wait for the third to come out this summer um by the same author that was really good and then Coach by Devaney Perry came out this month in April and that is waiting for me on my Kindle and I am excited to read that Devaney Perry is such a great author so I've got some good reads I've got some good reads going on and getting back to my notes of what I wanted to talk about here. Oh, I wanted to give a little bit of an extension update because I have gotten a lot of questions. So I talked a little bit about extensions and when we were in Florida, actually, we went to get our hair done and we went to a salon and I was like, my intuition was kind of like, mm, maybe I shouldn't do this, but they had this display case of extensions there. So then I thought to myself, um, it's probably safe, right? The girl, the lady who was doing my hair, I could just tell from her energy that she did not want to be tackling my mane. Like she did not want to be doing my hair. And it took a little bit of conversing and complimenting her to get her to like start enjoying the process of doing my hair. But she was using a round brush to dry my hair and she was yanking on them. So I get them moved up in two weeks, and I will be very interested if she says if they seem more pulled, grown out than what they should be because of that. Like after she was like really yanking on my extensions, at one point I was like, is it okay if I hold on to the weft of the extension because I really feel like you're pulling? And I should have spoken up and said, can you just dry my hair normally and then curl it? Like, you don't have to use a round brush, but I didn't. And this is where I feel we come short in the Midwest is teaching ourselves and teaching others how to obviously be polite, but speak 
in a way that's like, like the whole time I was thinking, oh no, don't say that because she's going to think this of you or she's going to feel this way if you say that or yada, yada, yada. And I really honestly, like now that I've had time to process it, I really honestly should have said to her, like, I feel like you're pulling way too hard on my extension wefts. Is it okay if we don't use the round brush or whatever? And I probably would feel like they are better intact now but I just really didn't want to offend her so I didn't say anything and I don't think she ruined my extensions but I definitely feel like they are sitting way lower than once before but I'll find out on Tuesday I do think if you truly are curious about extensions and the type of extensions that I got I would start with, I would encourage you to start with one weft. So that may not get the most optimal length that you want, depending on how short your hair is. And obviously I'm not a hairstylist, so you would want to do a consultation and usually people do consultations for free, but I would go in and if you're just not, if you're just unsure of like, Will you like the maintenance of it? Will you get annoyed with them? Whatever it is, start with one weft. I have two wefts in and they are two long, thick wefts of hair. And I really think that, as I mentioned in my other episode where I gave an extension update, I really think I am the type of person that is the best candidate for extensions just because I like doing my hair. I like the maintenance of it. For example, Saturday, I did the full wash. You have to blow dry them. You have to blow dry these wefts and, um, and then curling of them because I have a very short layer of hair. So I can't wear my extension straight. It just does not look nice at all. It's like I have my short layer of top hair and then when the extension is straight, it's straight and thick. So it just looks like there's a really weird layer in my hair and then long hair. So I did the whole wash and curl and I loved it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed every minute of it and it took a while. But if you're just wanting to start, I would start with asking like, I want to start with one weft because that will lower your cost. Try to color match it as close as you can to your hair or what's a low maintenance color for your hair and start with one weft and see how you like that. Because if you try one weft, you kind of started off with a lower cost you do something that is very similar to a low maintenance hair color for you so you won't have to pair in coloring all the time. You know, this when I get my hair moved up, I'm not getting highlights done until the next time. And I might even ask, like, what would it be like if we did three move-ups and did a color every third? So then I'd really only be doing highlight touch-ups three or four times a year. I'm going to see how that goes, but I think that would be a really great way to to affordably ease your toe into if you would like extensions for you, right? Um, And then what was the other thing to chat with you about? Oh, I wanted to bring up, you know, 
breaking the rules with cycle syncing. I see so many of like so many of the ladies in the feminine edge collective talking about this like oh I know I shouldn't do this because I'm in this phase but I really teach so let me be clear here cycle syncing is a trademark termed from Elisa Vitti Elisa Vitti has written a, a couple books I've read both of her books but my hormone and education has extended just beyond what are Elisa Vitti's books even called? Woman Code and In the Flow. I believe those are her two books. My research, I know there are so many ladies who just read those two books and then they start teaching cycle syncing and to everybody's prerogative. But Elisa Vitti, as she has great information, I think the component that a lot of ladies are misunderstanding is the unique approach to it. So with my living in sync method that is in the Feminine Edge Collective and my Feminine Fitness Foundations is I present to you what is going on in each of your phases and have it make sense a little bit. Like understanding the the biology as a blueprint, not as a bunch of rules, right? Because in some people's teachings, they say, stop doing this during this phase. Don't do that during this phase. And I really want to give you the information of understanding each phase, what is supportive for each phase and what your hormones are doing during that phase. So you have that understanding of this is what my hormones are doing. And this may be why I'm feeling this way or why I, whatever it is, and then customizing it. So I have this activity and I have just two little paper sheets if you need to use them, but you could use it on any notebook paper of each week doing a reflection of how you felt the week prior and taking note of, oh, last week I was in late luteal. How did I feel majority of the week? And I can kind of pull up like, oh yeah, I remember Thursday I was really irritable for like no reason. I remember on Friday, just needing to lay down and shut my eyes. I had a little bit of a headache on Sunday morning and bringing that awareness and reflection in and understanding yourself in a better way. And that does mean paying attention to those certain rules in cycle thinking that don't work for you. For example, some people who are like cycle thinking are saying they're not going to do public speaking or they're not going to do teaching during a phase that's not ovulation. Here I am on like the second day of menstrual phase and I am recording this for you. I feel like I have great energy. I wanted to do it. I feel like I am articulating what it is that I wanted to say to you guys and it's going well. Another one for me personally is, you know, in typical cycle syncing or hormone experts are saying, to be social during ovulation, but be a homebody during late luteal and menstrual. Well, what I noticed is when I would just stay home and become a hermit in menstrual and late luteal, I would get into a kind of a yucky headspace when I would just be all alone. They would feel like really long, daunting days. But instead of isolating myself during those times, being around people, getting out of the house, help the days go by faster. They gave more like interest to the day, more excitement to the day. Instead of just being in the rigmarole of routine, it was 
really, it's been really great for me to be like, no, I really like being social during late luteal. I really like being social in menstrual. I like being social in all of the phases. Okay. Because I noticed that isolation was when I would be getting into a yucky negative headspace. One is with my friend, Julie, who is also a member of the Feminine Edge Collective and learned a lot about um, cycle syncing, she has talked to me time and time again that her creativity isn't most optimal in ovulation or follicular like cycle syncing says. She tends to love her late luteal energy and getting really good or she can like write posts and content and, and various things more in that particular phase, whereas typical cycle syncing would say, oh, no, don't do that kind of stuff in this phase. So it is about understanding your biology, but then having the customization is what makes it realistic for your life. Because some of you have corporate jobs, some of you are moms, some of you are not moms. Like It really will depend on what season of life you're in, of how to make your biological blueprint become optimal for you okay and then the last thing that I wanted to talk about today was getting your family to eat healthier this was a question that I got in my dms and I may do a solo episode on it but I really feel just um I really feel just like I want to riff on it that just like I talked about in the the feminine edge collective this month is you know when you want to get your ish together whether it's in fitness and nutrition at home or whatever it is that's what our class is on in the feminine edge collective this month when you want to get your ish together it's not overhauling everything all at once it's one small step at a time to stack on top of each other to add up and it makes a big difference so remember that when it comes to something like getting your family to eat healthier Can you just look at the typical meals that you are making, the typical snacks that they're having, the typical way of eating for you and your family right now? And what is one small thing you can do to change that? So instead of being like, we're never having macaroni and cheese and hot dogs ever again, could you start with, well, we're going to have that and you're also going to have some apple slices or we're going to serve. This was a big thing in our family was growing up, we never just had like pizza night and gorged just on pizza. Most of the time there was like a side salad and pizza was a part of the dinner, but it wasn't just the only thing. And I still do this with my kids. When we have pizza night, I usually have some type of fruit for them. I also serve up the vegetables that they like. And I'll be honest with you guys right now with my kids, they do eat a good amount of fruits, vegetables, and lean proteins. Their carbohydrates could use some work, but they do like refined carbohydrates. They could use some work on that. But when it comes to their fruits and veggies, I stock up. This would be probably one of my first tips is I stock up on what I know they like. I know that my oldest is my fruit kid. He loves all kinds of fruit. My second born is more of my vegetable guy, guy, but he doesn't like all vegetables. He loves cucumbers. He likes green bell peppers. He likes red bell peppers. He likes, you know, I know carrots. I know what they like 
And so I get those veggies. It's not often that I'm asking them to try a new vegetable because I don't want, right now, I don't want to fight that battle. Instead, I get the things that I know they like and I pair them with it. It's also, I know I'm not the first one to say this tip, but it's also the first thing on their plate. So for example, when I've got pizza from Pizza Night, the first thing that I do is I put either carrot sticks or their chopped up cucumber on the plate first, and then let's say some apple slices, and then they get their pizza. And even when I am cooking dinner, like let's say I am cooking a meal for us, whether that be spaghetti or my son's really into cheeseburgers right now, or I'm making grilled cheese for the kids, I'm giving them their fruit and their veggie first. So if they are snacking a little bit before dinner time, that's what they're having first. If Even if it's something like macaroni and cheese, if I am making macaroni and cheese, I'm likely giving them a fruit and or vegetable before the mac and cheese is ready. So they may be munching on that before it is um, the mac and cheese is ready. That is the first thing that they are eating, okay? And that seems to work really, really well. And also when it comes to significant others, you know, our significant other, <laughs> they're not our child as well. So I don't have any control over what my husband does when he's having lunch at work and and all of that, right? So what I tend to do is I know what I can control for myself and I can control what I'm serving and the portions that I am having. So while I still make dinners that are like our what are some of our favorite favorites? Our cheeseburger in a bowl. Yeah, I maybe am only having a little bit of french fries and my husband's having majority of french fries but I also know that I've chopped up the lettuce the vegetables the various things I there are even times where I have the fruit cut up and he starts snacking on them before dinner is ready as well but I know I can control my portions and I can control what I am serving so yes sometimes I'm doing chicken and vegetable and a rice and it is not that exciting, but I also ask my husband and I ask my oldest mostly, what do you want to have for dinner this week? Let's say my youngest says cheeseburgers and spaghetti. My husband says um, cheeseburger bowls. That's usually his recommendation. Well, there's still one to two other meals that I choose and I'm in control of and not every meal needs to be like, oh my gosh, mom, that was the most amazing meal ever. This food is for connection and, and to taste good. While we do want our food to taste good, I'm not about just eating bland like steamed veggies and chicken and rice. Like Usually my chicken, rice, and vegetables has really great flavor, right? But I I know it's not, it doesn't need to be this like, overproduction of I've just made the best meal ever but there's even times too where it's like he suggests tater tot hot dish and if you guys aren't from the midwest that's literally tater tots cream of mushroom soup ground beef and then frozen vegetables I'll throw a side salad in the mix with that too and have more than just like I'm, I'm starting to put like a few little things extra out there that are 
healthier foods. They are more nutrient-dense foods, but pairing it with and not eliminating the things that we like and enjoy at dinner time, right? So if you want to get access to that getting your ish together in every area, that is in the Feminine Edge Collective. With the Feminine Edge Collective, that is my private membership for the ladies that want to learn about cycle syncing and living in sync. My living in sync method is in there. My Feminine Fitness Foundations is in there. But each month, we also have like a fun lifestyle topic. Sometimes we have guest speakers and we are coming up on one year anniversary of the Feminine Edge Collective. And when the one year anniversary rolls around, the founding member prices will go up. So right now it is priced at $27. It will go up to $37 when we have hit that one year mark. I'm going to be doing some great giveaways, especially for the ladies who have been with me for the last year in the Feminine Edge Collective. And, um, each month's topic is kind of guided by the members and what we are talking about. And with spring coming around and whether it's decluttering or spring cleaning or cleaning up your nutrition and fitness and establishing those healthy habits or understanding your cycle, whether it's you want to get your ish together in any of those areas, that's where our focus is at right now in the Feminine Edge Collective. So I would love to welcome you and, 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 um, welcome you when you join in the Feminine Edge Collective before the founding member price goes up. You can come in and check it out. We have a private podcast feed. We've got the community and the app for the ladies who are talking together. This is also where you can best communicate with me your questions that you have for me because I know the social media DMs get messy and I also And I also have, I know I already said this, I kind of cut out, but I I do have really strong boundaries with social media and the accessibility that people can get from me through social media. And I know I'm a hard person to get a hold of. That is my intention. But the Feminine Edge Collective has a capability where you can message me and I set dedicate a couple of times a week to dedicate to that inbox. So That is where we're at with the Feminine Edge Collective. Thank you so much for listening today, and I will talk to you guys next time.